Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Stephen Skolansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. And this week we're gonna get a nanny. Ooh, we could we could use a nanny. The we house could. is a mess. Your hair is falling out. No, 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 no. I cut my hair. Your hair is falling out. Maybe from the stress. What stress? There's no stress. <laughs> okay, I have a kid who's very stressful. So I guess there might be a little bit of stress. Now, now should we sing some songs as well? That usually helps with stress, right? Music. Maybe, but I'm not a bloody jukebox. <laughs> so we're not going to sing them. We might talk them. I mean, we'll yeah. probably end up singing them because they're very catchy songs. Yes. But, I, you know, it's funny watching this. I, I felt like this episode was almost like a repeat of where Marge goes to Rancho Relaxo. Like, eh, not what, really. Not even was it, close. Was her hair falling? I couldn't remember. Was her hair falling out, too, in that episode? Or was she just overly like? No, she was just overly stressed. Okay, not not to the point of hair falling out. Correct. Getting there. Getting there. But uh, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad uh, we never had a nanny. I mean, we have babysitters. I'm I'm sure we probably could have. But for what point? I mean, I mean, we're wild and crazy kids. Nah, we're we are pretty tame. Well, I don't know about you, but I I feel like I was a pretty tame child. Yeah, maybe. But uh yeah, um this week this week we uh I'd say we would have pissed off Disney, but now not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> I, I do love I mean we'll get into it, but I do love the fact that <laughs> this episode was clearly ripping on Disney. Yes. And and now it's like a moot point. I yes. mean, I almost, I almost feel like if this episode was made today, they actually could have used Mary Poppins. Like it could have yeah. been, it could have been an actual, <laughs> yeah, like, they could have like an actual crossover episode with with yeah. Mary Poppins. But they yeah. weren't owned by Disney yet. No. Uh, so this week, uh, we're talking about season eight, episode thirteen, Simpsons Califragilistic Expiala, Annoyed Grunt. Ishes. So the thing with the annoyed grunt is that that's how it's written in their scripts. Yeah, because uh, yeah, because they they didn't know. Well, I think it, I think if I remember correctly, Dan Castellaneta said "doe" during something during during a reading or during something, and yeah. then and then they were like, "Well, we can't write dough. What do we even call this? Well, we want Homer <laughs> to do something," and they were like, "Annoyed grunt." Now I, I bet in the scripts now they write dough. Maybe not. Maybe the running gag for script writers is yeah. writing annoyed grunt. But uh that's how it used to be. They put annoyed so grunt real, in there. So realistically it is Simpson Califragilistic Expiala Yes. Yeah. Now now the question is, do I think I'm gonna put annoyed grunt in the uh 
in the podcast name when I post this on Spotify and all the other podcasting platforms. I mean, if it if it's not if it's not too long. <laughs> well, the good news was is the uh, the um, insanity chili pepper one wasn't too long. I did the whole thing. I did the name no. and the Spanish thing. Did it all. Yeah, and it wasn't long enough. So, um, so one thing one thing I want to bring up before we uh, before we get into this episode, and I want to I want to mention it at the top of the episode just in case you guys don't listen all the way through, which I hope you do. I hope you listen yes. all the way through, but our fans are out there. Oh yeah. Me, me and my brother just got back from San Diego comic-con and we ran into in line at one of the offsite uh, interactions. We actually ran into a fan that listens to our podcast. So we know yeah. that you're out there. Yeah. Oh, um, he was, he was such a great guy. He was really nice. He dressed up as sideshow Bob. Yep. So, so if you if you guys are out there and we're at an event somewhere, uh, I know you mostly don't know what we look like, I guess, <laughs> from our little sticker. I mean, if you could recognize us from our Simpson-esque picture on our Facebook page, cool. Yeah. But uh, we're out there. We're hopefully going to we're going to try to do an event or two um, at some cons in Minnesota. So keep an eye out for that. Hopefully we can pull that off. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening. It's awesome meeting fans. Um, we'll hopefully, hopefully spread the word and, yeah. uh, we'll go on. So this episode aired February 7th, 1997. Our recap, Marge's hair begins to fall out from stress, but a singing nanny, Sherry Bobbins arrives to help. She does. Yes, she does. Float flying in on that umbrella. Yep. Yep. The chalkboard this week. I will not hide the teacher's Prozac. <laughs> now we're getting back into the swing of things. Cause in, in the past few episodes where there's been a chalkboard gag, it's been kind of jokey. It's been kind of silly, but we're, we're kind of coming down to reality again. The Bart, Bart was hiding a uh, Miss Carvel's Prozac, I guess. Yep. I hate to break it to you and, and to all of our listeners, but this is the last chalkboard gag, I think for a while. Yeah. Yeah, it is for like the next eight episodes. That's sad. So enjoy this yeah. one while we have it. Yeah. Uh, we also got a full intro all the way yeah. from the school through the city. Barco skateboarding along. You know, it's crazy that we got a full intro because um, they did. Well, we uh, they did cut a uh, song from this episode um, from uh, Patty and Selma, which you can oh. actually find on the DVD on the album. Um, so it's kind of weird that they did a full, maybe the song was just, just like a few seconds too long. They're like, well, we can't, we can't do our normal, like, you know, intro, like our, you know, you know, we show, you know, the, the Simpsons title screen and go straight to the TV thing. Like yep. there must've been just like a couple second timing issue. They're like, well, we either do the full intro or we don't have an intro because the song is too long. Yeah. I so, mean, I'm, but, okay. I'm okay with no Patty and Selma song. Yeah. So, but the name of the song they cut was called We Love to Smoke, which was supposed to be a parody of the song from Mary, Mary Poppins, I Love to Laugh. Oh, all right. So after the full intro, we uh, get the, the normal car pulling in, Lisa coming off the roof on her bike, and Bart coming in. And we all assume they're going to run through the front, the, the garage door, I guess. But 
the family doesn't run in through the garage door. Um, but we see the couch is empty and they're at the front door and Homer struggles with the lock and, you know, pounds on the door and he's frustrated as his family's like behind him, like open the door. Why did, <laughs> why did, why did they go through the garage? I, I, you know, it's just a joke, but, but they always go through the garage. Why, why did they go through the garage? No, they usually, I mean, they usually run in from like either the, the living room or the, the living room side, or sometimes they run in from behind the TV. Like well, if you like the, the dead room, the, the garage is behind them. If you watch how they actually run in. It's either from the left or screen right or from where the TV would be. They never run in from the kitchen. No, but so you could, the garage I'm assuming is connected to the kitchen, right? And so uh, so we seen... run in through the dining room and then through the family living room thing. And then in the, no, because if the they're going to walk from the garage to the, 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 the den, they're going to walk through the kitchen from the garage. Because we have seen them use the garage uh, a couple episodes ago, I believe, where there's like a hallway and then you can see the kitchen. Yeah. So they're never running in through the kitchen. They're running in through the living room or behind the TV. Yeah. So, but the front, I know the front door is right by the living room, but you'd have to go from the garage through the dining room, through the living room into the den. No, you wouldn't, because if they're using the front door, if they're no, using I'm saying overall, like it, like how they would normally do it, they go in through the garage, through the kitchen, through the dining room. Why would the... you go through the dining room if you're in the kitchen already? The kitchen is connected to the den. Yeah, but you said they don't ever, ever run through the kitchen. I'm saying this is how they would have <laughs> to do it if they never yeah. come through the kitchen. Yeah, you have to go through the kitchen, through the dining room, through the living room, and then into the den. Or they don't enter through because we all. Here's the thing: we only ever see Homer run into the garage. We don't ever see the rest of the Simpsons. I guess so. Maybe what you're telling me is Homer was going to run in through the garage, but the family's like, "I don't have my house keys. Come unlock the front door for us." And then Homer couldn't get the garage the door open. The front door open? Yes. All right. I guess we figured it out. That or the garage door was locked. No, 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 the garage door was open. No, but the door into the house. Not the garage door, the door. See, in in future episodes, Homer just smashes through the the door. That is true. That is true. Maybe maybe it was permanently locked. We should should keep an eye. Well, that's probably not until way later season. Oh, that's not until after the movie. Yeah, where he smashes through the the garage. Correct. So, uh, yeah. They they had to go through the front door and Well they couldn't because, even get through the front door. No well nope, because they don't have a house key apparently. Don't no, they, they have like get... an extra key underneath their mat? Uh no, Springfield's too dangerous for that. <laughs> Alright. So moving on to the episode. Uh we start with the crusty comedy classic. Unfortunately, <laughs> the people who produce this show um spelled uh crusty Comedy and classic, all with K's, because Krusty's name begins with K. I mean, that's uh, good thought. I mean, there was there was thought put into that. Uh, not a good thought, because <laughs> uh, they put the letters KKK behind Krusty. So, uh, 
So Krusty comes out on stage. They announce Krusty. He goes, hey, hey, it's great to be back at the Apollo Theater. Oh, my God. Which, which is a historically black theater. Yeah. And he goes, and uh, and Krusty looks behind him to see the KKK sign. And Krusty's like, KKK? That's not good. And, like, he laughs nervously. He's like, ooh, boy. Um, and so people throw stuff at Krusty. Because, you know, the KKK thing. But he, yep. you know, he does dodge most of it until he gets hit by a cane in a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> he eventually gets hit. And I love the fact that he just continues the his show. Well, like, he kind of has to. He's probably getting paid for it. Yeah, but if the audience is chucking things <laughs> at you, I feel like that's, uh, alright, let's get out of here. Yeah. Um, so, we cut to the Simpsons, who are eating dinner while watching Krusty. And we they don't eat to... in the dining room anymore, do they? No, yeah, they do. Or it's very rarely. Very, it's very rarely. rarely. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of a a, a a trend started in the 90s. I feel like maybe the 80s where people started to gather to watch around, you know, watch TV and eat dinner around the TV instead of like at, a, at the dining table. Like growing up, we never really watched TV because the TV was in the, the downstairs I mean, every once in a while we'd eat dinner and watch TV, but I would say a majority of the time we were in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, we couldn't watch TV until we were done with dinner. And homework. Yep. So, I mean, nowadays, I mean, you have, I mean, when I visit you guys, yeah, we eat at the dining room table, and normally you don't have the TV on, but there is a TV sitting right there. Yep. So... I mean, that's just, I feel like that's how it is more nowadays. Like, I eat, and, well, I usually eat and use my computer. I don't really watch a whole lot of TV anymore, so. Times were a-changing. Uh, so, Krusty goes, Now, I'd like to introduce a new feature, never before seen on TV. Dumb pet tricks. Which, wasn't that a David Letterman thing? I think so, yeah. Um... And he laughs weakly. He goes, oh boy, uh, here's a dog that's been trained to catch this red rubber ball. <laughs> and so Krusty holds a red rubber ball and the dog leaps up. You know, he's trying to get it. And Krusty kind of, I think, uh, he Krusty, throws it in the thought, air. Yeah, he throws it in the air. But instead of the dog catching the ball, the dog leaps up and bites Krusty's red rubber nose. And Krusty's like, ah, oh, ow. Somebody shoot it. Somebody shoot it. <laughs> Not get it off me. Yeah, shoot, shoot it. it. Well, that would get it off him. Sure. Could also um, hit Krusty instead, but you know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we cut back to the Simpsons and Bart's like, man, these specials get worse every year. And Lisa's like, yeah, I'll check to see what else is on. I don't really ever remember watching comedy specials like this. Well, Growing wasn't up, it more like a, I mean, it felt the way the rest of this, the way the rest of the crusty special goes, it felt more like SNL yeah, than anything else. Yeah. Like, cause I mean, I watched a little David, David Letterman and I watched a lot of Craig Ferguson once I got to college and like, yeah, they would do like every once in a while they would do skits. I know. I think Fallon. But does... I don't. But I don't think this was a late night show. This wasn't yeah, a was late a night com- show. This was this like is a, a prime time special. comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm thinking this was more SNL based type comedy yeah. than anything else. Yeah, it was weird. 
Um, so Lisa, so Lisa looks for the remote. Uh, she can't find it. Um, that's because it's in the kitchen with Grandpa, <laughs> who so thinks it's a phone. <laughs> he like he dials on the phone, <sighs> and obviously it's not going to work. And he Grandpa tries to talk into the remote, and it doesn't work. And Grandpa thinks that the the remote is a cordless phone, and he's like, "Damn, goddamn cordless phones never work." I'm going to try it the old-fashioned way. And he takes an iron, which is, you know, plugged into the wall, and he puts it to his head, and he goes, ah, that's better. He's like, hiya, Gertie. And then you can hear the sizzle from the iron on Abe's face. Hey, why is this iron plugged in? Because Marge was doing laundry or something. At dinner time? I don't know. She She's a housewife, man. She does stuff all the time. <laughs> And B, why is nobody watching Grandpa? Yeah, I feel like... Where's Maggie in all this? Was she on the floor in the... No, uh, Marge was feeding her. Oh, okay. She was on the couch next to Marge. Okay, so Maggie was at least being watched after. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so... Abe, Abe probably needs to go to the hospital for third-degree burns. Probably. Um, so we cut back to the Krusty special, and he introduces his next parody, uh, Mad About Chew, which is... <laughs> Uh, based off the show, Mad About You. No oh, tongue, baby. <laughs> yeah, Krusty cuddles up with a giant shoe, and he's like, oh, give me a kiss. No tongue. And so Krusty has more stuff thrown at him, and he has a shoe, a brick, two tomatoes, a wine bottle, and a crumpled up piece of paper thrown at him. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is just, it's terrible. Um, and so, uh, Krusty's like, oh boy, I guess you won't like the NYPD shoe bit, which is a reference to NYPD <laughs> blue. It's, a, it's basically the same sketch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I never watched NYPD blue, so I didn't know that there was a lot of like, like, I guess, sex scenes, I guess, or making out. I thought it was a cop show, but maybe. it is a cop show. I mean, I'm sure there is like, you know, romantic storylines. But it's the fact, it's not even the fact that it's, it's, you know, NYPD Blue, it's the fact that he's making out with a shoe. Like, yeah. the whole point is a shoe bit, and he's like, oh, what's a cop show that I can replace a word with to make it shoe? Maybe, but Mad About You definitely had more, like, romantic scenes. Yes. Because of the way, I mean, that's what it was, it was a, you know. Yes. Not, that type of show, but Mad About or uh, NYPD Blue might have been a similar style thing. So Bart agreed. Uh, Bart asked Marge to get him some milk, and Marge is like, "Can't you get it yourself?" <laughs> well, I Which mean, he's, he's ten. ten. Yeah, he should be able to. Ah, uh, that, that could be raw. I don't know, man. Oh, man, I, I'm trying to think. When we were ten, I feel like our parents still poured us our glasses of milk. I don't think. I honestly don't think they trusted us to start pouring milk until we were, like, high school. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was before that, but, I mean, gallons of milk are a little bit heavy for kids. Maybe if it was a half gallon, but... Yeah. I don't maybe know. Maybe Maybe. Um, and Bart's like, it's okay. I'll just not have liquid. And then he just starts making, like, dry smacking sounds with his mouth. Like, he's like, ah. Oh. So thirsty kind of thing. Yep. And so uh 
Marge gets annoyed as, you know, she's going to get. And she's like, fine, I'll get you some milk. <laughs> and so Marge goes into the kitchen. She's like, does anybody else want anything? Uh, while I'm up and the rest of the family is like, no. You know, that happens all the time in my house. <laughs> like, like Elliot will be like, I want some more milk. And I'll be like, all right. And I'll get up, go to the fridge, get some milk. And I'll sit down. And then Shay will be like, hey, can you get me something this? I'm like, but I was just up. What are you doing? I feel like we, I'm sure we did that to our parents as kids. Where like one of us would ask for something or our dad would ask. Like we would ask our parents for something and they get it for us. And the other one would be like, oh, by the way, can I get this? <laughs> oh my God. Well, you just don't, I mean, I get it. You don't think about it until they've sat back down. It's like, do I say something? <laughs> Or do I just get it up and get it myself? Yeah. So Marge comes back with Bart's milk and sits down, only for Homer to ask to get him a beer. Which Marge, he could just get himself. A beer. Yeah. Now that, yes, Homer could get a beer himself. But yeah. Marge gets up, annoyed, and Lisa asks Marge, uh, asks Marge, and she asks, uh, what, Lisa, what? Uh, there's a hair in my soup. Look, just eat around it. It's like, what? What kind of hair? Alicia fish fishes eyes like, um, it's a uh, six foot long blue. That's my hair. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> oh my god. I I mean I've had like cat hair in my stuff, just because it's everywhere. Oh yeah. But I don't know a six foot long blue piece of hair that might freak me out a little bit. Yeah. And uh, Homer's like. Your mother seems really upset about something. I better go have a talk with her during the commercial. Yeah, I love like when Lisa fishes it out. Both Homer and and Bart are like, "Ew, yeah." <laughs> I oh mean, it is God. gross. I, I mean, I did. I was I was making my dinner last night. I eat, I I eat a lot of sandwiches for dinner, and mainly mostly now I've, I've turned into our father. It's peanut butter and jelly. Which don't get me wrong, I love a good peanut butter and jelly. But like I was spreading the peanut butter on yesterday, and there was like a strand of hair, and I'm pretty sure it was mine. Ew. Yeah. Hey, remind great. me never to eat peanut butter from your house. No, I I think it just like fell off and landed on the knife before oh. I could notice. It wasn't in the peanut butter. All right. Sure it wasn't. Okay. Anyway, so Krusty, <laughs> we're back to the Krusty show. Yeah. Uh Krusty introduces Gerald Ford. Yeah. And he and he thanks Krusty for the invite. And the last time we saw Gerald Ford was in Two Bad Neighbors. After uh Bush leaves, Jerry Ford moves in. So yeah. now the funny thing is is if this is really at the Apollo Theater, that's in New York. Correct. So I guess Gerald Ford could Driver. I mean, he lives in yeah. Springfield now, or yeah. supposedly still lives in Springfield. We never see him leave Springfield, so I'm going to assume he's still living across the street from The Simpsons. Yeah. Also, he took, a, he took a trip to New York to be on the show. Also, I meant to listen for it. I'm pretty sure it did play, but when Gerald Ford came up, uh, Hail the Chief is heard in the background. Oh, I guess I I was not paying attention to that. Yeah. Um. So uh, Krusty tells Ford that uh, all the good presidents turned him down. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, so this is 97. I guess Bush Sr. would have been alive. Yeah, but he wouldn't have done it. Not after the last episode. 
No. Um, was Nixon still alive in 97 or was he dead? Uh, that I don't know. And then I think Reagan? Reagan might have still been alive. So, uh, yeah, and Bill Clinton was president at the time, so I don't think they would have been able to get him for this because, you know, kind of busy running in the country. Oh, sure. Golfing is definitely uh, more. No, important. no, that was Donald Trump. Um, All presidents golf. That is true. Not not as much as Trump did. Um, and so, uh, oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so Ford says, oh, well, and then he starts talking about God only knows what. I think it was the Boy Scouts. Oh, that's right. Yes, he was talking about the Boy Scouts. And then uh, Krusty, you know, snaps his finger and, you know, a boring alert pops up. <laughs> like, but he's the one that invited Gerald Ford on the, I mean, what did he think he was going to talk about? Did they prep anything? Yeah, this was the joke. <laughs> yeah, but they, I guess. And, you know, then he starts doing like wacky stuff behind Ford, making yeah, faces yeah. and stuff. And then Ford realized Krusty is making faces and asked Krusty what he's doing. It's like, ah, nothing. How's your wife, Nancy? My wife's name is Betty. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what you get for having a boring president on your show. Yeah. And Homer and Marge, you know, are now lying in bed. And Homer tells Marge that I've had a couple of beers. And he reaches over and pulls out a wad of Marge's hair. Ew. Oh, poor Marge. Yeah. Her hair's falling out. So now we get a montage of Marge losing her hair. And uh, the song that is playing is Hair from yeah. the musical of the same name. Um, but though this version is heard uh, is the uh, the cow, cow sills version. How do you so, spell that? C-O-W-S-I-L-L-S. Cow sills? So, cow sills version. So I'm guessing this was like a remake. So it's the song yes. from the musical hair, but it was remade or redone uh, to it was this version of the song. Okay. Um, and so we see her showering, losing her hair, you know, Simpsons are eating and snowball two is coughing up a blue hairball. <laughs> oh, that's that dude. That's not funny. Mr. Kitty, my cat yeah. dude, dude will actually chomp on Shay's hair a lot. Oh, like he'll be lying in bed, and all of a sudden he'll see the hair and just start chomping on it. It's kind of funny, <laughs> and then she yells at the cat for stop eating her hair. Yeah. Uh, Marge blow drying her hair like out the side. Yeah, and then Barney and Billhouse are playing cowboys and Indians, and a ball of hair Marge's hair rolls through like a uh, tumbleweed. Yep, that's pretty good. And so then we see Marge at church with the hair falling onto people sitting around her. Now, look, I get her hair is like. <laughs> Supposed to be like stiff straight up, yeah. But with the weight of her hair, I'm kind of surprised it doesn't do that more often. Like, yeah. Well, she probably well she probably uses like a lot of hairspray, like Maybe. a lot of hairspray, <laughs> like a lot, a lot of hairspray. Yeah, and we see it's Jasper and Mrs. Glick tossing the tossing the hair back and forth. So apparently, Mrs. Glick is still around. Yeah. I swear, like seasons ago, she had died, and that was her yeah. last episode. But she yeah. keeps popping up yeah um and homer and marge you know are back in their bed and marge's hair is wrapped up in a towel and homer's like marge i just finished watching women's volleyball <laughs> on espn <laughs> so homer's ready to go sat there and watches some women's volleyball it's a good show 
I don't care much so much for women's sports, but it's a good show. <laughs> um, and Homer kisses Marge's hand and tells her, there's no need to wear that babushka. <laughs> and Marge tells Homer, all right, but don't be shocked. And Homer starts saying, there's no way that I can be shocked. And then when she reveals the hair, Homer screams. It's all like blown holes. out and holes, holes everywhere. It's fallen out. It's gone. Yeah. Well, it's not gone. It's still there. It's just oh, holy. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So there's a bunch of holes in Marge's hair and she tells Homer that she's losing her hair. Um. At this point, why would she just wear it down? Well, yeah, I feel like at this point you might as well. Unless, unless her hair is like yours and it's just super curly. Well, mine is. But we've I mean, seen, but we've seen it straight. Like in the, oh, like in the montage, oh. in, in the montage when she was showering, it was straight down. It is. So I, don't, I honestly don't see why she wouldn't just wear it down. It would hide all the holes. It wouldn't be all yeah. open. Now. Maybe at this point, kind of like how my hair got all like knotted up. Like you got, if you guys have seen pictures, probably not, but my hair is usually like pretty froey, froed out. Yeah. But when I wash it, it gets all like curled up and kind of drops a little bit. But it got so dreaded and so like I had I had to cut it all off. Like I had to shave yeah. it down to down to nothing. And maybe Marge's hair is just all knotted up, and that's what yeah. she has to deal with. Yeah. So Homer tells Marge not to worry. He's like, I'll teach you how to comb it over so no one can tell. Just <laughs> like my hair. And it, remember, Homer has two strands of hair on the top of his head. Yep. And so Marge, Marge imagines herself with Homer's hairstyle and cries because, I mean, who wouldn't? And so uh, Marge goes to see Dr. Hibbert and he's like, well, there's no physical reason why your hair should be falling out. I'm buffaloed. Now, if you guys don't know this, I, I wanted to bring this up. And I didn't know this either. Uh, she, my wife, Shay, had to tell me about this. But the word buffalo ha has, like, thousands of meanings. Like this. Like, this is a pattern. Buffalo yeah. means confused. But yeah. there, is, there is actually a sentence where you can say the word, like, buffalo in certain connotations. I think it's, like, 11 times. And it's a complete sentence. Is this one of those Alaskan words? That has like a crap ton of meanings. Kind, yes, kind of. But you could make like a Google it. Like I, we won't do it on the episode, but yeah. Google it. Like there is a full sentence you could have with just the word Buffalo. It's you could just say Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo, 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 or does it have to be like different inflections? Yeah. It, you, yes. There are different inflections to, to you, to do it. Jesus. Yeah. It makes a full fucking sentence. It's crazy. That's, that's, that is insane. Um, so the nurse comes in to tell Marge she's got calls on lines <laughs> one and two, and it's both Bart and Lisa asking for a glass of milk. Um, uh, I, to the best of my knowledge, I think the Simpsons only have one phone number attached to their house. Yeah, that's weird. So how could they be on lines one and two? It's not like Bart <laughs> has a cell phone or, I, I mean, know. unless, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine he'd be calling from like Millhouse's house or something because... No. Why would she be asking Marge for a glass of milk at another person's house? I don't know. It's weird. Uh, but it's funny. Um, so, you know, we see Marge gets annoyed and her hair starts to fall out. And Hibbert points out that her hair might be falling out due to stress. Probably. Yep. That's probably a good... Uh... Boy, Dr. Hibbert's a terrible doctor. Because I feel like 
I feel like if your hair is falling out and you go see a doctor, there's usually one of two reasons. One, your hair is just falling out because you're old. I mean, I guess there might be a couple other like medical reasons, like alopecia. Uh, but like, if you run through the gamut of like medical reasons, and you're like, "Well, I don't know. Are you under a lot of st-? like?" I feel like one of the questions you would ask is, "Are you under stress?" <laughs> yeah, and he clearly <laughs> did not ask that. Nope. Um, and so now we come back to the Simpsons house where Homer and Bart are sitting on the couch, and Maggie is running around, uh, Winnie, Winnie the Poohing it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just got a shirt on, which you know she's a baby. That's what yeah. babies do. They run around naked. Yep. Um, and uh, Marge gets back from the doctor's office and she tells the family she's under a lot of stress and Hibbert suggested that she get some help, which, yeah, it's a good suggestion. And so Homer, who is not looking at Marge, tells her, I'll do whatever it takes to make you well. And <laughs> so Marge suggests, how about they get a nanny to help out? And Bart goes, a nanny? Homer responds, but how am I supposed to pay for that? And Lisa <laughs> says, we'll find a way. Mom has uh, has made so many sacrifices for us. It's time we gave up something for her. I'll stop buying Malibu Stacy clothing. And okay. It's like, but no, 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 no. She says she'll stop buying Malibu. She doesn't have, she's eight. She yeah. doesn't have her own income. That's true. Mar- Marge could stop buying <laughs> Malibu Stacy clothing for her. For her, yes. Uh, Bart's like, and I'll get, I'll, and I'll take up smoking and give that up. And Homer's like, good for you, son. Giving up smoking is one of the hardest things you'll ever have to do. Have a dollar. He's like, but he didn't do anything. Didn't he, Lisa? Didn't he? Hey, wait a minute. He didn't. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, God, great. that's great. I love it. Um, and so Marge tells Homer she doesn't ask for much, and this is something she really needs. She, like, through eight seasons, we really haven't seen Marge ask for a lot. No, but I mean, the rancher, like I said earlier in the episode, the rancher relaxo, that was the first time, what was that, season three, right? Yeah. Season three or four. Like, she's clearly in over her head. Correct. And she needs help. Yeah. So... Uh, so Homer tells Marge he will find a nanny. I will give up my Civil War recreation society I love so much. <laughs> uh, Why is ca- Homer in a Civil War recreation society? Um, The way it looks like, too, is that this is in the South? I know. So Homer calls Moe to tell him the news, and Moe lets the group know that they have to find a new General Ambrose Burnside. And uh, we cut to Barney, who looks like he's dressed like Abe Lincoln. Yeah, he's be, he's Abe Lincoln in this uh, scenario. <laughs> um, and Barney's like, I'm not too crazy about our Stonewall Jackson either. And their Stonewall Jackson is Apu, who comes out of the bathroom and says, The South shall come again. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. That's great. So, they start looking at nannies. And a nanny comes to the door. And introduces herself as Mrs. Pennyfeather. And Marge is like, I'm pleased to meet you. And Homer's like, I'm not sure. And he goes, <laughs> wait a minute, Marge. I saw Mrs. Doubtfire. This is a man in drag. 
<laughs> oh, oh that's God. great. That is fantastic. Because was was what what year was Mrs. Doubtfire? Was that ninety four? It must have been either early ninety seven or ninety six. It must have been pretty recent. And no. uh Homer Homer tries to expose the name. Ninety three. Oh wow. Really? Yeah. Damn. I knew I knew it wasn't the late nineties. Ninety three. That means that movie is thirty three year thirty years old now. Yep. Okay, I'm fucking old. <laughs> yep. Thirty was, years old. I was six when this movie came out. Thirty years old. That is insane. Uh, actually, no, it's not quite thirty years old yet because the release date was November twenty fourth. So we oh. still got a few more months. Either way, thirty years old. That is insane. <laughs> um, and so Homer tries to expose that Annie is a man, but she's obviously actually a woman. He's tugging on the hair, and then Homer, Marge tells Homer. If you keep doing this to all the applicants, we're never going to find one. Why does she keep letting Homer talk to these nannies that this isn't the first time that he's done this? Well, so that's how I thought it at first, but this could also be the first one. And she's saying, Homer, if you keep this up, we're never going to find a nanny. It sounded like he's already done this a few times. I know. it's It was a weird wording because like you could take it either way, I think. Yeah, so another another nanny, Mrs. Pennywiggle, comes to the house, and Homer chases after her too. Because <laughs> all all uh, all nannies yeah. are men in drag. If you didn't know yeah. that, and then yes. you know, then Curtin comes to the Simpsons' house because clearly he needs a job to support his kid his and kid. yes, his uh, elementary car. school a car. Yeah, his car. He's got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Curtin's like, I'm here about the nanny job. I'll keep a watchful eye on your kids. And if they get out of line, he smacks his fist into his other hand. Pow! And Homer's like, I like him. Thanks. Hey, where do you keep the liquor? I had a bottle of schnapps in the baby's crib. <laughs> well, she's not going to drink it, so. No, not yet. Well, we clearly know Homer's an alcoholic because he yes. keeps beer beer in the, uh, the, the toilet, the, yeah. the, under the lid of the toilet to drink in there, drinks in the shower. He keeps booze everywhere. Yes. Booze is only a arm's throw away. Yeah. Um, and Marge tells Kearney that they're not who they're looking for. And Kearney calls Marge a blue-haired witch underneath his breath. It's like, I heard that. <laughs> Must be getting around. I mean, was she, she wasn't wearing anything on her head. No. Right? Was no. her hair all, like, holy, too? Yo, I don't think so. Not in that shot, anyways. Oh, no, she it was. It was. Okay. She had holes holes in her hair. Because there is a couple of spots. No, uh, no, no. When Marge denies Kearney the nanny position, a piece of her hair with a hole in it is briefly filled in. That's what I write. So, yeah, it's holy, but they also, like, animated it weird where one of the holes disappeared. Yeah, or they, she combed it up. She hit, she hit it a little bit. I mean, she doesn't want to look like a crazy person in front of the nannies. Yes. Um, and then, uh, you know, Marge says they're never going to find anyone. And then Bart and Lisa come in and they have their own suggestions for the nanny. So this is, so now we're getting into the more Mary Poppins side of the uh, episode where uh, the two kids from Mary Poppins come in, they talk to their parents and they're like, oh, we have some ideas, you know, for a nanny. And Lisa, Lisa asks if they'd like to hear them. And Homer says, you have my undivided attention. And then Homer's brain shows a parody of characters from Steamboat Willie. 
and the song Turkey in the Straw plays. And if you also don't know, that's the uh, theme song for all uh, ice cream trucks that roll through your town. Yes, I knew. Man, you know, I was listening to that song, and I, like I knew the name of the song. I'm like, where have I heard that before? The, yeah, ice cream trucks. Yep, it's the ice cream truck song. Do ice cream trucks even exist anymore? Yeah, I mean, I see a few hear, of them. I never hear them anymore. Well, that's because you're older. You can't hear the sound of ice cream trucks anymore. Uh, Only kids under the age of 13 can hear ice cream trucks. Oh, gotcha. Did you know that? It's magic. Oh. Um, And so, you know, Marge says, well, I want to hear the song. And, uh, or I want to hear your suggestions. At least it tells Bart to play some music. And Bart pulls out a boombox. Yep. Because they pre-recorded the the musical track for this song I guess, so. I guess and so the music plays and you know the family sings and the song is called minimum wage nanny which is a parody of the perfect song and uh least like perfect nanny or the perfect nanny the and perfect song yeah the perfect song at least like if you wish to be our sitter please be sweet and never bitter help us with math and book reports might Bart. I add, eat my shorts. Bart! <laughs> Just uh, got through the treacle. <laughs> at least like, if Maggie's fussy, don't avoid her. Let me get away with moiter. Teach us songs and magic tricks. And Homer, Homer has to cut it. He's like, <laughs> might I add, no fat chicks. Homer! <laughs> it's like, the nanny we want is kindly and sage, and one who will work for minimum wage. Hurry, nanny, things are grim. <laughs> and Grandpa's apparently is still in the house, and he's like, I'll do it. Anyone, Anyone but him. him. Well, it's, both, it's both of them. Yeah, it's both Bart and Lisa. Lisa end it. Yeah. Yep. Oh my but, God, I love this. I love. Oh, I love this episode so much. But but here's the old only thing that got me really weird is there was an extra syllable in the anyone but him line. Oh, so I so it's that. like yeah yeah. So it's like anyone but and Lee, Bart and Lisa are doing the thumb thing where they're yeah. where they're pointing to him. But the problem was there was there was a, like an extra beat to this song where where is anyone but him and they're doing the pointing at Grandpa. Yeah, and then there's a extra beat in the song and you see their like thumbs go away oh and then there's the final bump like note at the end and then their thumbs come back and point again it was it was really weird like it was really weird the way the song was written was fine yeah but the thumb pointing it's like (laughs) the animators when they heard the song in their head they they literally knew there was an extra beat and their their hand went away and then on the last beat, their thumb came out and pointed to Grandpa again. It was really weird. Like, I, I watched it, and I'm like, all right, that's just that's just odd. But either way, great song. I absolutely love it. And so Marge says their suggestions are nice, but she's not sure where they're going to find anyone like that. And behind Marge, outside, you see someone floating down with an umbrella. And she passes by the nuclear power plant and coughs. She goes through the smog <laughs> of the plant. Yep. Um, and then the 
as she's floating down, it's the spoonful of sugar melody. Oh. I, I'm assuming it's not note for note because no. that that wouldn't be allowed because it's not that's not a parody song. That would no, that's but it instrumental. Was, yeah, it was the essence of the spoonful of sugar song as she was floating mm. down. Because I don't, I, I guess the the cleaning Bart's room was was kind of the parody song version of it. Yeah. So. Uh, but the woman gets caught on the power line, spins around before continuing continuing her descent, and nope. then she slides across the top of Homer's car, causing sparks to fly. So her shoes her. are made of metal, I guess. Yes. Um, and the lady knocks on the door nope. right after the song is done. Very convenient. Yep. And uh, um, she's like, "Hello, I'm Sherry Bobbins." And Homer's like, "Did you say Mary Pot?" Sherry's like, no, I definitely did not. I'm an original creation, like Ricky Rouse and Mono Muck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so great. I love it. Totally unnecessary these day and age, but no, uh, yeah, it's it, you know, it is really funny looking back on this episode now with the Simpsons being owned by Disney, like. Honestly, I think if you make this episode now, I think you still make it the same just because it makes it that much more funny. Now, but here's the funny thing. Like, they've done... So, if you've watched all the shorts that they've done, they've done the Loki one, they've done the Star Wars one, they've done a lot of Disney shorts shorts with with Maggie, I think. Or Simpsons. Yeah, Yeah, Simpsons overall. But I think it's funny if they would, like... Because Mary... Sherry Bobbins, sorry, spoiler alert, if you don't want to hear, pause it for like 30 seconds, but we we know Sherry Bobbins <laughs> dies at the at the end of this episode. Yeah. So I think it would be hilarious if they did a new short, but <laughs> actually had Mary Poppins come back to be a nanny. So also uh, going going off of Sherry Bobbins is they were planning to ask Julie Andrews to do it. But uh, they decided to go with uh, Sherry Bobbins is uh, voiced by Maggie Roswell because they really liked her performance. Oh, I, I mean, think they should have just asked Julie Andrews to freaking do it. it yeah, I mean, I mean, her performance would have been horrible. It's not like she knows how to play Mary Poppins or anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> it would have been awful. Yeah, awful. But anyway, so Sherry's like, now, as your nanny, I'll do everything from telling stories to changing diapers. Hey, crap, a button. Put me down for one of each. <laughs> I mean, he is old. Yep. He probably wears a, an adult diaper. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And so now Homer Homer and Marge are sitting down to interview Sherry. And the first question he asks is, um, do you have any bad habits? And Sherry's like, no. And I'm pr- practically perfect in every way. <laughs> oh, God. And Homer's like, yeah, so, so am I. And he pulls out a half gallon of carton of milk, drinks it out of the carton, and then scratches his butt. And then burps at the end. Yep. Oh my God, that's great. And so Homer, you know, continuing to ask Sherry questions, he goes, who was your last employer? Sherry's like, Lord and Lady Huffington of Sussex. And Homer (laughs) whispers to to Marge, Marge, do we know them? And Marge's like, no. And Homer's still whispering, come on, isn't he the guy I bull with? The black guy. Marge's like, that's (laughs) Carl. Oh yeah. And then he goes back to Sherry. So, you worked for Carl, eh? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, 
Uh, and so then when do, Bart, when do we when do we get the thing where Homer writes on his hand with Carl Black Lenny White? I thought we, we we have have we passed that already? I feel like we've passed that already. Oh, so Homer should know. Come on, yeah. And so then Bart walks in. He's like, I have a question. Um, and uh, Bart's like, Pop quiz, hot shot. I'm supposed to be doing my homework, but you find me upstairs reading a play, dude. What do you do? What do you do? And Sherry goes, I make you read every article in that magazine, including Norman Mailer's latest claptrap about his waning libido. I was like, <laughs> oh, she's tough. And yeah, so this is a parody of uh, the scene where Dennis Hopper does the whole uh, pop quiz hot shot in the elevator oh. at the beginning of the movie and goes through the whole speech. Oh, uh, okay. From, from the movie, the bus that couldn't slow down. <laughs> I mean, speed, speed. The movie was. God, speed. it has been so long since I've watched that movie. <laughs> I, it's been on TV a few times lately, on like uh, TNT or whatever. Uh, but we watched it. I think it's on uh, HBO Max, if I'm not mistaken. I know we watched it a yeah. few times at work. But yeah, the whole pop quiz hotshot thing uh, is uh, is from Speed. Gotcha. So uh, Marge says, uh, "Tell Sherry they are that she is who they are looking for." And uh, Sherry's like, all right, children, come and join me. And so Sherry slides up the stair railing with a slide whistle sound effect. Yep. She did, did, that, she did that in Mary Poppins, too. Yeah, okay, I was just about to ask to Mary, Mary Poppins. Dude, it's... So... I, I, I'll wait till the end when we do her thing. Um, yeah, so... I, Dude, it's been so long since I've watched Mary Poppins. Like, I love that. Like, honestly, it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, um, but uh, it's been a long time since I've watched it. Um, so you know the kids are impressed that Sherry can slide up the railing, and they run after her. And Marge thinks that Sherry is too good to be true, and you know Homer agrees, and he points out that Sherry's butt waxed the banister, waxed it so well that Marge can see her reflection. Yep. Damn. What kind of wax does Sherry Bobbins have on her behind? Well, she cleans and uh, gets around quickly. Yes. Um, so Sherry and the kids go to Bart's room and says they have to clean up. And, you know, because, you know, that's what nannies do. They're like, hey, clean your crap. And so uh, Lisa asks if they have to. And Sherry <laughs> tells the kids she knows a little secret that will make things go twice as fast. And, you know, the kids look really, I mean, I would be skeptical if, uh, if I had a nanny and like, hey, we're going to clean this room, but we're going to do it twice as fast because I know a shortcut. And so Sherry starts to sing, uh, cut every corner, which is a parody of a spoonful of sugar. And, uh, she goes, if there's a task that must be done, don't turn your tail and run. Don't pout. Don't sob. Just do a half-assed job. <laughs> I love it. Oh, so and great. so, uh, so Sherry takes the blanket off Bart's bed and covers up the mess of toys and clothes on his mattress. And she continues her song: "If you cut every corner, it is really not so bad. Everybody does it, even mom and dad." And Sherry gushes outside to Homer throwing a broken-down <laughs> couch into the Flanders yard. And I love how like Flanders pops up and he's like looking around. Like, what is going on? Um, and so she continues, if nobody sees it, then nobody gets mad. And Bart goes, it's the, the American, American way. way. 
<laughs> oh god. Um, and so uh, Bart sweeps items off of his bureau and crams them into her drawer. Lisa shoves a football, a kickball, and an apple court under the bed. Bart does the same with a box containing toys, a keyboard, and a half a sandwich. And then Lisa shoves toys and Maggie into a toy <laughs> chest. Oh, poor Maggie. Uh, Bart empties a wastebasket out the window and then tosses the basket out, out as well. And then Sherry and Lisa watch Bart throw clothes into the closet. And Sherry I mean, that's Bobbins... About, that's about how I clean my room. I know, right? Um, Sherry Bobbins continues, The policeman on the beat needs some time to rest his feet. And so we cut to the park. And in the park, Chief Wiggum sits on a bench, fanning his shoeless foot, as Snake robs Hans Moleman in the background. I'd like to point out that Snake's hair is blue in this. Dumb animators. Yeah. And so Chief Wiggum cuts in. He goes, Fighting crime is not my cup of tea. And then we cut to the Quickie Mart, and Apu blows dirt off of a dirty hot dog, and Cherry Bobbins appears in a picture on a back of a milk carton. <laughs> it's like, have you seen this woman? I'd also like to point out that the hot dog that um, Apu uh, dusts off reminds me of the hot dog that got him fired. Yeah. And, uh, God, what episode was that? Homer and Apu. Yes. Yes. Because there was like a band-aid on it and yep. it was it was gross. Um and so uh and so Sherry Bobbins, you know, still saying, and the clerk who runs the store can charge a little more for meat and for apu meat. for milk. For milk. It's actually and milk. Oh sorry, and that's my milk. bag. I read it wrong. And then uh <laughs> and then both Sherry Bobbins and Apu uh sang from nineteen eighty-four. Um, now we come back to the Simpsons and Sherry Bobbins admiring Bart's sparkling clean room. Yeah. And, um, if you cut every corner, you'll have more time for play. And then both Sherry Bobbins and the Simpsons in unison, it's the American way. And they march out and Homer slams the door. <laughs> All the items they shoved away, including Maggie, pop back out. And the room is once again a mess. Yep. So basically... Nothing changed. Yeah, it's, uh, well, because, I mean, it's the American way. Yeah. So <laughs> now uh, Sherry and the kids go to the park, and Lisa, Bart, and Maggie are all dressed up in their Sunday best. Yeah. I, I mean, sure, I guess if they want to. Well, because it's, dude, it's a, it's like Mary Poppins. I guess they get all dressed up, yeah. <laughs> well, and... they're also, don't forget, in, in uh, Mary, Mary Poppins takes place in what, Britain? Yeah. So of course they're 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 fancy because it was like the 1960s. Yeah. So you know Ned says hi to Sherry and as does Snake and his colors right now his yeah. hair color. It's right. They changed it. They got it right. And you know Nelson's uh pick pick posies for Sherry. <laughs> I picked these posies for you, Sherry Bobbins. So everyone everyone's nice to Sherry Bobbins. So apparently she's been in Springfield before that we we've just never noticed. Yes. Um, and Willie, we see Willie, and he's played the role of Dick Van Dyke's character in Mary Poppins, Bert, and he sings the song Maniac by Michael Stambello. <laughs> I'm a maniac, maniac, that's for sure. And then he, like, splashes water <laughs> on himself because he's... Uh, that's from, what, uh, what's the movie, Flashdance? Uh, I've never seen it. Do you, do you, you've, but you've seen people do the, the whole bucket of water, right? No. What? No. 
after like dancing crazily? Yeah. No, I've never seen it. You, you, you uncultured swine. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, so the crowd is unimpressed at <laughs> Willie's dancing and yep. they call them ungrateful bastards. Oh, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure to see you. Yep. Um, and, you know, Lisa asks Willie about knowing Sherry and Willie explains that they are engaged to be married back in the old country. Then Sherry got her eyesight back. And suddenly the ugliest man in Glasgow wasn't good enough for her. <laughs> and Sherry tells uh, Willie, oh, it was good to see you. That's not what you said the first time you saw me. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh. That's great. Oh, now, man. I know I know he's playing Dick Van Dyke's, you know, character. Yes. But it is, it is really sad not to get. No, obviously, obviously they jump into an animated painting and do the yes. whole animated thing. It is almost sad that we don't get that. I get yeah. obviously this episode would have been like an hour long yes. to to pull off the whole Mary Poppins stuff. Yes. But I would have loved. Okay, so in Mary Poppins, they go from real world to animated world. Yes. I would have loved if they had time and probably the money to do it, <laughs> where they jump from animated world. It's the real, real world. world. Oh my god! Yeah, first of all, yeah, this episode would have been an hour long, and they probably would have needed extra, like a, a couple hundred grand, yeah, if not more. Yep, I think I think that would have been absolutely funny. I think yes. that would have been a really cool, cool take on it. Yes, maybe, maybe nowadays they might be able to pull it off with, you know, they've done. I mean, Roger Rabbit was like one of the first movies to ever do like animation yes. inside the real world. Yeah. Um, but with the newest uh, movie, the Rescue Rangers movie on Disney Plus, they did animation oh. within real world. So I feel like the technology now is here. Well, they did Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry, yeah, yeah, yeah. they've done a lot of stuff where that's that's the case. Yeah. But I, I think, man, we might need to go back. I think this, I think Disney <laughs> needs to go back and do like an additional additional uh, movie or TV or something based around this and we can have real Mary Poppins now because yes. Disney owns the Simpsons. Um so we then we see Principal Skinner attempting to sell Jimbo. And this is a reference to Oliver Twist and where he specifically yells boy for sale. <laughs> boy for sale. And Jimbo's like is this legal? Only in Mississippi only here? And in Mississippi. Now, fun, now fun fact for you guys. Uh, When he answers Mississippi, saying that Springfield State, Mississippi, until 2009, there was actually no law in Mississippi prohibiting the sale of children. I mean, but there's a federal law, so you could still charge them federally. Yes, but in, but in the state of Mississippi, there was actually no law prohibiting the sale of children. Jesus. Until 2009. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. It's Mississippi. So. (laughs) I I apologize to any of our listeners who live in Mississippi. Look, man. Look, I I love Simpsons research. Because clearly the the joke was written based on this research. Because as of 97, that was still a law in Mississippi. So I absolutely, I absolutely love, 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 love the, the, attention to detail yes that the simpsons give their episodes it's absolutely fantastic yeah uh so then we get uh jimbo asks skinner oh wait sorry uh or you did that 
Yep. So the kids and Sherry are uh, now flying kites, and Lisa <laughs> says everything they do with her is fun. Bart says every day with Sherry, but uh, Sherry is uh, Guy Fox Day. Isn't that the V for Den- Vendetta guy? Guy I, Fox. Is that what it is? I think I wrote the name wrong because I wrote Fox as in the animal. I think it's Guy Fox. Like F A U X? Uh, I think it's F A U K E S. Oh. Because he's, it's, I think, I'm pretty sure that's a reference to the uh, V for Vendetta guy. Okay. Yeah, I did not catch, I did not catch that reference. Guy Fox Day? Yeah. Um, uh, we're not British, because I think it's a British holiday. Oh. Uh, guy. Oh, actually, I spelled it wrong. Um, it's F-A-W-K-E-S. Um yeah, it's a bonfire night and firework nights uh, is an annual commemoration observed on November 5th. Oh. Primarily in Great Britain involving bonfires and fireworks displays. Cool. So yeah, it's the V for it's the V for Vendetta guy. Oh, okay. Cool. So they, they really went with this British theme with Mary Poppins, didn't they? Yes. Um, so that Burn wa- Burns walks up to Sherry and says, Bah humbug. <laughs> so now we're crossing over to uh, Charles Dickens. Okay, yes. cool. Well, um, that's also British. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so Sherry's like, oh, Mr. Burns, I think you'll find that all life's problems just float away when you're flying a kite. And Burns like, Boulder Dash, this is the silliest load of, ooh, look at me fly. Look at me, Smithers. I feel practically super califragilistic expiala. Do as lightning strikes the kite, electrocuting Burns. <laughs> and Burns is like, what's that strange sensation in my chest? So there's like, I think your heart's beating again. <laughs> oh, that takes me back. God bless you, Sherry Bobbins. <laughs> oh, man. So Burns is a zombie? I guess. Man, I love the Let's Go Fly a Kite song. Yep. I'm glad they referenced it. Yeah. No need I mean, for I, no need I, for I don't another think you, song. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you could really parody "Let's Go Fly a Kite." No, 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 no. That's that's they left it alone. Yes. Um, and so uh, back at the Simpson house, Marge is like, "That Sherry Bobbins is a miracle worker. The kids love her. The house is spotless, and my hair is grown back. It's so full and thick it could support a beach umbrella." And she opens up a large beach umbrella and puts it in her hair. And Homer puts his arms around her. And Homer's like, come to bed, Marge. It's like, oh, oh. And she reaches up to remove the umbrella. No, no. Leave it in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Except, is the house really spotless if they're just shoving things in corners? Well, it's spotless because you can't see any of the crap. <laughs> It's the American way. It's the American way. <laughs> oh, man. So now it's bedtime and uh, Sherry tells the kids it's 8 p.m. Time for bed. I feel like that's a little early I don't, for an I, 8 and 10 year old. Because, I mean, nah, you even we, put went to, Ellie... we went to bed at like 8, 830 every night. Unless yes. we were outside like playing with friends. We usually went to bed by 830. That's I mean, summer. I mean, summertime and like weekends. I think we were up to like nine. But like. School days, yeah, we were probably in bed by 8, 830. Uh, and Lisa tells Sherry that they aren't sleepy. And Bart asks Sherry to sing them a song. And Lisa's like, yeah, sing us a song, Sherry. <laughs> and uh, 
Sherry Bottom's like, I've been singing you songs all day. I'm not a bloody jukebox. <laughs> uh, and the kids look sad. And she's like, oh, all right. And so Sherry sings a bedtime song to Bart, Lisa, and Maggie uh, called A Booze Hound Named Barney, which is a parody of the song from Mary Poppins, Feed the Birds. Yep. I don't remember that song. Yeah, I, I do. It's, I mean, so, it's, it's with it. the it's with the bank guy. Yeah, I mean, outside. I can vaguely remember it. Again, I haven't seen Mary Poppins in forever. I should watch that. Um, so uh, Sherry starts out in front of a tavern, flat on his face. A booze hound named Barney is pleading his case, and she holds holds up a snow globe, and the scene changes to a snowy day in front of Moe's, and Barney sings, "Buy me a beer, two bucks a glass." Come on, help me. I'm freezing my ass. <laughs> Buy me brandy, a snifter of wine. Who am I kidding? I'll drink turpentine. And then Mo comes out. Move it, you drunk, or I'll blast your rear end. I found uh. two bucks. Then come in, my friend. And so Bart, Lisa, and Maggie are nearly asleep. And Sherry continues, and so let his sleeve on this heartwarming scene. Bart goes, and I be a booze hound. And Not finishes. till you're 15. So in five years. Five yeah. years, Bart can be a booze hound. Cool. I got, dude, I applaud the writers. I, I mean, God, I love this episode. Um, you did... You, you do ask the question, why are they all sleeping in Lisa's room? Okay, <laughs> counter question. Why do they all have to clean Bart's room? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, I mean, our mom, I mean, most parents, I'm assuming, would be like, Bart, you clean your room. Lisa, you yep. clean your room. Maggie, I never helped you clean your room. That's what I was, yeah, it's really, uh, I mean, I think in the, in Mary Poppins, but they see, live in the, like, a, but they lived in a mansion. They were all rich family. Yeah, the guy were. worked. A guy worked in a bank. Like, but the kids were, did sleep in the, their own room. Or no, the kids shared a bedroom. They did, which was always the weirdest thing to me. <laughs> they live in this big giant house, yet they share a bedroom. So I get where the scene was going in The Simpsons, but yeah, why why are they all sleeping in the same bed? Because the bed's not big enough. I mean, Lisa clearly fits in her own twin size bed. Yeah, I mean. But here's the thing. They all want to listen to Sherry sing a song. So they all have to crawl into one bed. I guess. Um, but no, that you, you bring up a valid point with Mary Poppins. They lived in such a big house. Why did the kids have to share a room? It's so fucking weird. Um, stupid British people. Not really. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, so now the Simpsons are eating dinner. And Lisa asks Marge if she wants more kippers. I didn't even look up what kippers were. I don't want to know. Um from what I've heard, British food is very bland. Yes. Um, so I didn't really care. Um, and Homer goes, ooh, I can't get enough of this blood pudding. Goes, <laughs> the secret ingredient is blood. Blood? Ugh. I'll just stick to the brain and kidney pie, thank you. <laughs> oh, uh... God. Man. Ugh. You don't want to know what's, what's in that, Homer. Nope. Um, so Sherry comes in and says she believes her work here is done and Marge thanks her for everything. And Lisa and Bart in unison are like, we'll miss you, Sherry. 
And Homer says uh, she has changed him as well. And Homer claims to no longer be the money-driven workaholic he once was. Um, <laughs> I don't think he was ever that. No. No. Well, I think, well, I think that's the reference to uh, oh, the Mary father, Poppins. The, fairy, the Mary Poppins' father. father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Sherry tells the Simpsons that she loves them and she leaves. As she walks outside, she tears up. She's like, and to think, I will never hear their sweet voices again. <laughs> and just as she says that, Homer strangles Bart through the window. Yep. Why, you little... Um, and Sherry sees this, and she's like, oh, jeez. And goes back in, and she opens the door, and Lisa walks by her, banging on a pot for some reason. Uh, the curtains uh, to the window are on fire, and Maggie <laughs> is putting them out with a fire extinguisher. <laughs> as Marge sits on the windowsill as her hair starts to fall out and she's like shaking too I mean 10 seconds without Sherry Bobbins man things just fell apart Yep. and uh, so Sherry says well I'll just unpack my things and yep. then Abe we see Abe is carrying out the door of a Sherry's umbrella yep. I think we got our umbrellas mixed up bye grandpa <laughs> he's gone yeah her magic umbrella uh so sherry uh we see sherry in the in the living or den i guess they're eating at the couch again and yep. uh sherry's putting pepper on bart's dinner who keeps asking for a little <laughs> more little more little more too much take it back <laughs> uh i've done that to shay before right where, where of I put, well she's like can you put some pepper on this and i'm like absolutely <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's funny i like it and yeah. uh so now the simpsons are you know are watching a show uh called before they were famous and uh uh homer's like um sherry well, bob oh wait oh no, no, no. no. sorry this is, sorry um so before they were famous, it was about uh, Rainer Wolfcastle. And uh, he uh, sings a song on his first TV appearance uh, in his native Austria. Yeah. Mein Bratwurst has a first name. It's F-R-I-T-Z. My Bratwurst has a second name. It's S-C-H-N-A-C-K-E-N-P-F-E-F-F-E-R-H-A-U-S-E-N. And it kind of keeps... Trailing, yeah. trailing off to so his, the name of his brat or is Fris Schneckenfeffhausen. Yes. Also, uh, if you guys didn't know, that is a parody of the Oscar Mayer Wiener song. Yes, that's great. That's yeah. great. I like it. And so you know, Homer goes to bother Sherry. He's like, Sherry Bobbins, I want another beer. She's like, Well, you know, Homer. And music starts to, to swell and begin. She starts singing. She's like. If this job that must be done, you'll find it much more fun. Whereas, like, you'll find it's even more <laughs> fun if you get it for me. But the beer will taste more sweet if you get up off your seat. And Mars like, lady, the man asked for a beer, not a song. <laughs> Boy, they're really ripping into her now, man. Yeah. They're like, all right, she's our nanny. No more yeah. of this cheerfulness and song yeah. singing we just want her to actually do her job yeah and then uh 
They go back to the show where they see clips of uh, Charles Bronson replacing Andy Griffith on the F- Andy Griffith show. It's like, hey, uh, the guy is not. New- what was his name? He's like, he's Gomer? not to sell anymore. No, 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 or no, that that guy. Yeah, Gomer's the guy. But he's like, he's like, he he's not oh, in this uh, cell anymore. It's like I shot him. You, you did what? And now <laughs> I'm going down to Emmett's fix it shop to fix Emmett's. <laughs> <laughs> you know it is funny growing up our dad did watch the andy griffith oh show. yeah i remember watching it with him absolutely yep. so i got that one yay you understood that reference i understood that reference <laughs> thank god you know for all the old school simpsons references that get put into this show i finally got one <laughs> Mark that up on the wall. One for me. Yay. Uh, so then, then we cut to Bart in his room, uh, hurling cupcakes at a wall. And uh, Sherry points out that his room is a mess. And he says he'll clean it up later. Which, yep, we're kind of yep. back to normal now. And she reminds yeah. him that cleaning can be a game. Bart says, oh, I have a better game. It's called whipping cupcakes. <laughs> Whoop. <laughs> uh, then Sherry shakes her head and leaves Bart's room because now she's like, "All right, I'm starting to starting to finally get uh, this Simpson thing." <laughs> yeah. And so then we cut down, and Lisa's watching Itchy and Scratchy in Reservoir Cats with special guest Quentin Tarantino. And Itchy and Scratchy both are wearing black suits and ties, and Scratchy is tied up in a chair in a garage, just like the guy in Reservoir Dogs. I think it was uh, the F uh, the cop. I can't remember yeah, his the name. Cop. And uh, uh, Itchy sadistically dances around the chair to the Steelers wheel song, Stuck in the Middle with You. God, I love Reservoir Dogs. This was great. Yeah, this is fantastic. And splashes gasoline on Scratchy when he finally slices off Scratchy's ear. um, And Tarantino enters and says, what I'm trying to say in this cartoon is that violence is everywhere in our society. You know, it's like even in breakfast cereals, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then itchy chops off tarantino's head and he and scratchy danced to the pulp fiction guitar riff so uh, they actually did ask quentin tarantino to appear as himself and he declined yep so dan castellanetta voiced uh quentin tarantino instead man come on tarantino have some fun but he he but the thing was is he didn't do it because he found his phrase uh, offensive so they gave him the script yeah and he didn't he didn't like what he said. Like he didn't didn't like the lines that they gave him. So why Which... did he ask for a rewrite? Why didn't he like? Did he suggest something else? And they were like, no. And then he was like, fine, I'm not going to appear. That, he I guess read... I don't know. Like did or did he just read the script? And like no, I'm not doing this. And yeah, he, he read his took... basically. He read his line and found it found it uh, offensive. I guess. What? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Simpsons has been around long enough, and we've seen enough celebrities. Yeah. You know, dude, I don't know. But I love that's, that they went Reservoir Dogs. Hell that's yeah, great. that's a great, great movie. Well, I mean, come on, it's called Reservoir Cats. Yep. And so Sherry tells Lisa not to be stuck in front of the TV like a flying toffee. And she says, it's a great big world out there. <laughs> Been there, done it. Done it. <laughs> oh, I love that 90s. Yep. I don't know, kids these days aren't saying that anymore. Been there, done that. Yeah. yeah. It's a great, great, great line in the 90s, baby. Yeah. All right. So Sherry says uh, they can have a tea party on the ceiling. And he's like, shh, TV. 
Obviously, the tea party on the ceiling is another reference to Mary Poppins. Yep. And Sherry says, the Simpsons will be the death of me. And she leaves the kitchen to cry. <laughs> Man, the Simpsons <laughs> make people cry a lot. They do. And then we see uh, Sherry and Barney uh, sing drunken rendition of Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville <laughs> on the on the den couch. He's like... <laughs> so, Wasted so, away waiting again in Margaritaville. Margaritaville. Searching for my lost shaker of salt. Oh, oh here, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> he shakes some salt into oh, his mouth. That's great. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. Um, and so the Simpsons come down the stairs and they watch, you know, Sherry and Barney. And Homer says, that poor woman. Yeah, you caused this to her, Homer. And Lisa says they crushed her gentle spirit. No shit. And Bar- I love how Bar- Barney's kind of like Bender here. <laughs> with the new future like i don't know why like this popped in my brain with like the new futurama stuff this kind of reminds me of a vendor coat and bart's like you people should be ashamed of yourselves and hurls another cupcake behind him <laughs> <laughs> and so marge consoles sherry and tells her she did the best she could and, and she's like you can't change this family sherry and neither can i from now on i'm just going to sit back and enjoy the ride and Sherry asks, haven't I taught you guys anything? No, no, no. no. Sucky, sucky noise from Maggie. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Sherry's like, uh, ask them if they like it, like it this way. And Homer's like, indubitably. And the family sings to Sherry Bobbins, happy just the way we are, which is a parody of the life I lead. And so Homer goes, around the house, I never lift a finger. As a husband and father, I'm subpar. I'd rather drink a beer than when father of the year. I'm happy with things the way they are. And Lisa continues, I'm getting used to never getting notice. Bart, I'm stuck here till I can steal a car. March continues, the house is still a mess and I'm going bold from stress. Bart, Lisa, and Marge in unison, but we're happy just the way we are. And Flanders cuts in. They're not perfect, but the Lord says, "Love thy neighbor." Shut Homer up, Flanders, Oakley, Dokley, do. Don't <laughs> think it's sour grapes, but you're all a bunch of apes, and so I must be leaving you. And so <laughs> Sherry walks over to Grandpa, who has crashed into a tree, <laughs> mangled, grabs her umbrella, shrugs her shoulders, and flies away. Yep. And as she flies away, the family waves at her. Bart and Lisa go, goodbye, Sherry Bobbins. Marge, thanks for everything. And Barney comes out, so long, Superman. <laughs> I mean, she kind of is like Superman. Uh, I guess. Except for the fact that uh, um, she's a woman. Not a she's man. She's a woman and she's about to die. And that. Uh, and so Lisa asks if they think they will ever see her again. And Homer's like, I'm sure we will, kids. I'm sure we will. And Sherry is killed by a passing plane. Now, see, um, see that that's... plane is flying way too low. No, it's landing. It's Springfield International Airport. I feel the, like that's be, still the, way too low. No, that'd be the reason why it'd be flying well, yes. because they're landing. But I still feel like they'd be way too low to even be landing. No, 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 dude. Planes are, dude. Like the houses that are like around our international airport. Yeah, I mean they fly like right over the sucker. Uh, 
Um, and so we get the credits and uh, we get a montage of the instrumentals of the songs that played over this episode. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Kinda cool. Um, dude, I, I love this episode. I think we all know I was going to say a five. I think I said like a couple times during this episode. I love it. The songs are fantastic. The, the Mary Poppins esque of it is great. You know, we've seen Marge in states of stress because of her family. And so it's like, all right, we need a nanny. We got to do something. It's just, it's so well written. It's so well produced. Like, I know you said, like, when they sang the first song, like, Bart and Lisa's thumbs disappeared and came back. I missed that completely because I was just, I, I was just so encapsulated with the song. And I think one of the other reasons why I really, really love this episode um, so in first grade, both Steve and I went to the same elementary school. Um, every year they used to do musicals, like each class got to pick up. I, I don't know if we picked the musical or if they were assigned, but my grade, we got to do Mary Poppins. Oh, cool. And so like hearing, seeing this episode and hearing these songs, it, it, like I had so much fun doing that musical as you know, a what seven year old, first grade seven year old. And so it really brought me back. It's so good. I I love it. Unfortunately, I don't know if our mom told you this. Our elementary school is actually closing down. Oh, didn't I know that? Yeah. So that's it, like it's kind of sad that kids won't get to experience doing this. Like we got to work cut. Like we had um the guys in the the boys in the show wore the suit that Bert wore like his colorful jacket and, and shorts and we had a cane. And so like, yeah, I, I love this episode five, everything coming up Millhouse. It's just, honestly, it's top three for me of Simpsons episodes. Nice. Top three. Like I, I absolutely love this episode. That's cool. So yeah, I'm definitely with you five. Everything's coming up Millhouse. I mean, the opening with the crusty stuff was great, but I mean, uh, it didn't, it's weird like that. Like when you see something and then it goes into something else, a lot of them, they're not supposed to be cohesive. This was pretty much a flow right into the Sherry Bobbin stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, not, I mean, aside from that first five minutes, which take it or leave that part, but everything else was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um. The songs were great. I love the Barney stuff. The Barney stuff was great. And the <laughs> fact that they incorporated him into a couple bits yeah. was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um. I love the fact that they brought in Mrs. Doubtfire. Well, not brought in, but but referenced it was yeah. was great. Um. Gotta love it. I mean, Sherry Bobbins, man. Now, I I personally think now that Sherry Bobbins is dead, and remember how at the end of the episode they were like, "Oh, this won't be the last time we ever see her." <laughs> I, I, they should bring they should do a little short for disney plus or something bring her back but call her mary poppins yeah that would like be, they, uh... they really should i think it would i think it would be really funny if they did that yeah. uh, the only the only thing that they missed out on and i think they could have put it in this episode there was no reason they couldn't have was the mary poppins magic bag where she keeps pulling shit out of it oh yeah so, they kinda... some sort of some sort of simpsons joke Referencing yeah. or pulling like something out of her bag, yeah. I think that that was a missed opportunity. I think they think they probably should have done that, but 
that's that's okay. I can yeah. I can leave it. But yeah, five is everything is coming up. Millhouse. I'd also like to point out um, the duff that Homer drank in this episode. The bottle was not red. The label no, it was, was green, blue. right? Or it was blue? blue. It was yeah. uh, light blue with red text instead yeah, of was... red with black. Yeah, like, that was honestly, really weird. You know, it's funny because I'm looking at the picture right now of it. I actually like that color scheme. I think they should have stuck with that. Maybe it was just a specialty beer for that time of year. It could have been. Like, it's honestly, I saw saw it in the episode and, like, I think it pops better than the red with black text. Oh. I mean, I guess, obviously, the red with black text is, like, iconic and all that. But Duffman wears blue. Yeah. Blue and red. Yeah, blue and red. Yeah, those are colors. So... You know, but to each their own. Yep. So let's finish it off with our character profile. And this week we have Mary Poppins. I mean, sorry, Sherry Bobbins. Sherry yeah, Bobbins. She's, she's her own original piece of work. Yes. Like um, Ricky Rouse and Model Buck. Yep. Her identity, magical nanny of British ancestry. Last employer, Lord and Lady Huffington of Sussex. Carl. Car- Carl. Yep. <laughs> Uh, chief mode of transportation, floating by umbrella. Personality, magnetic. Nanny philosophy, sing a lot. Cut corners when cleaning to have more time for play. Life's problems float away when flying a kite. <laughs> Dirty yep. little secret. Dumped former fiance groundskeeper Willie after getting her eyesight back. So you said Mary Poppins at the top of this, and like the quote is, Ronald, uh, Ricky Rouse, and Model Muck. I think what they should have done because uh, they took the M's from Mickey Mouse and put them from Donald for Donald Duck. They should have taken the D's from Donald Duck and put them <laughs> on Mickey Mouse. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> there you go. There you go. I won't say I won't say it on the podcast. I'll let our listeners figure it out for themselves. Okay. All right. All Sorry, right. I work in television. We have a childlike sense of humor. Perfect. So, come check us out on all of our podcasting platforms because we like your listens. If you follow us on Spotify, make sure to follow us. That would be absolutely fantastic. Same with Apple. Subscribe and uh, give us a rate and review. Um, But everywhere else our podcast can be heard, uh, iHeartRadio, Podbean, the whole nine. So, go check it out. Um, You can check out our video podcast on YouTube. We're also on YouTube Music now. Uh, so if you don't want to watch the video portion of it, you can go to YouTube Music, listen to our podcast on there. Um, if you would like to give us a uh, voice review, just uh, dial the phone number 612-584-0986. Leave us a voicemail after listening to Jaden Lerbon's voicemail message. It's absolutely funny and fantastic. You should definitely check it out um, and leave a voicemail. We'll read it on uh, the podcast at some point. Um, so until next time, I'm Steven Sklansky. And I'm Robert Skolansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It.